0: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
1: So hello, welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison and this is still very much Dave Cripp.
0: Ahoy and also hoy. How be you? Yeah, I'm
1: alright. I've, um, I've not really got much... Just report again i've got a week off next week so i'm just counting down to that really yeah, that's exciting not a week off the podcast no just a week off work
0: no what the are you gonna do the podcast never sleeps it doesn't does it?
1: uh i'm gonna do absolutely fuck all day
0: do you know what we should do <laughs> if we had what? any nows about us we should get ahead on watching some joeys
1: yes that's true
0: <laughs> so we don't yeah. have to leave it till the very last minute but nobody wants
1: to spend their whole week off watching lots of joey what a story that would be to go back to the colleagues
0: though yeah did you do much well
1: (laughs) do you remember the short-lived friend
0: spin-off? i watched the whole thing yeah which nobody's ever done before how are you yes very well thank you very well uh sad news since we last recorded haven't we had about james michael tyler which we thought was worth just mentioning and sending him our best wishes and sending his family our best wishes and um yeah just 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 really horrible news isn't it
1: yeah, in case you missed this, uh, very sadly, uh, James Michael Tyler, otherwise known as Gontha, uh, very sadly uh, has stage four prostate cancer. So um, we, we posted it on our Instagram story and there were lots of lovely comments from people wishing him well. So yes, of course. we. In fact, it was just a couple of weeks ago that we were sort of Bathing in the brilliance of Gunther as a mm. minor character in Friends. so
0: He's just yeah. one of the best, isn't he? Absolutely. And what a story James Michael Tyler had, and not non-speaking extra to one of the most memorable characters in all of TV sitcom history. Absolutely. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So, we we we, uh, we send him all of our friendly love. Not friendly love, you know what I mean. Friends-based love. Talking of friends. What, what, what a segue. What a mm. segue, Peter. Uh, Pete, got a question for you. Yes. Has this episode been requested by one person this week? No. Has it been requested by three people?
1: No, it hasn't.
0: Has it been requested by four people?
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's the, the one you missed out.
0: Two, two is two, yeah, isn't it? Two. Fine. Two requests, though, for this episode. Uh, and I think we're about to find out why. Because, again, one of those ones that I forget what the the sort of B-plot is, and the B-plot is... As good as the main plot, which is also excellent.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, a lot going on here. First, Andrian, who says, Greetings from an American living in Taiwan. Oh, what an exciting life. Yeah, I really love your show and enjoy hearing your analysis of each character every week. I was combing through the episodes and, sorry if I'm wrong, I noticed the one with Ross's tan has not been covered. You're not wrong. You're Well, you are now because we are covering it. Uh, not only does it feature Amanda, who kills me, yes, that's the, the aforementioned B plot, I also love any episode where Ross makes a terrible fashion choice, i.e. leather pants, teeth whitening, and this one might be the most questionable, uh, both for aesthetic reasons and also moral as it looks thinly veiled blackface honestly anyway hope you can cover it and maybe admonish the writers for this one (laughs) thanks friends yeah it's we'll get into that won't we (laughs) there's there's, there's a lot in there and it's not it's, it's not subtle there's literally jokes about it in there aren't there yeah anyway also requesting julia hi guys love the podcast so much i've just been watching the one with ross's tan Bracket to 10 times That's 0 coincidence two. Yeah, very coincidental, isn't it? And as much as I think of it as a classic I've just realised how much of it is quite problematic And would love to hear you chat about it Including why the hell Ross can't count And Chandler's very early 2000s camera Thank you uh, Smiley face with the red cheeks emoji
1: So let's just add the caveat of a bit of self-awareness in here, Dave Yeah Two white people talking about race issues and friends Yes we totally put our hands up and recognize that we are not the best people to
0: have that conversation. No, and as such, I mean I th- I think strangely with this one, um more than some of the other friends problematic elements, it's it's just so clear-cut and so obvious that it's not great. That yeah. th- th- there's not actually strangely too much to say about it is that, you know, Ross gets his tan. There are various problematic references, like, you know, I mean, it starts with the guy asking Ross, you know, oh, what number tan are you? The And he's like, one oh, Puerto Rican. Yeah. Uh, and then it descends. I'd say that the, the nadir is probably Chandler's you can do a duet of ebony and ivory all by yourself. Firstly, y- y- you almost definitely wouldn't get this storyline now, right? I don't think you'd get it to that extent. I think, actually, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because the actual sort of just physical aesthetic comedy you know, Ross has got a terrible tan and it's gone badly because he keeps turning around badly, I think would probably still be all right, right? Because it's just funny and he's messed up and it's a bad fake tan.
1: Well, also, what what colour is bad fake tan to you? To me, it's orange. Right, exactly. You go the sort of stereotypical Essex, you know, that sort of the Essex tan, don't you? And the issue is that he very much doesn't look like that. And another issue is that when Chandler says that line about doing an Ebony and Ivory duet with himself, that's a line that directly compares Ross's tan to
0: being race. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's, It's a direct comparison to Stevie Wonder, isn't it? Yeah. A black man. And that is where it gets really, like... And it's so thrown away, and it's so um, just glossed over, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Rachel makes a reference as well, I can't remember off the top of my head, which is uh, very dicey as well when she comes in as well. Hawaiian-tropic. I- <laughs> yes, that's it, exactly. So, as you said, me and thee, two white men discussing this isn't uh perhaps the ideal scenario in, in terms of dissecting it but i think it's just one of those ones where we can all agree not good poor lines uh definitely wouldn't get through today but like i said i think if you know the taking your point about doing the bright orange tan and it all going wrong and it just being hilarious uh storyline about ross looking ridiculous i think they could absolutely get that through and i think those bits are all still done very well you know
1: yeah, I agree. And what we should also say as well is that um, if you have anything to say about it, then uh, then do get in touch with us because we will go through your comments as we have been doing this series on Correspondence, which is out on Sundays on Patreon. Um, if you do have any comments on it, then do let us know because maybe
0: you're in a better position to, to comment on it than we are. Yes, indeedy. Here's a fact about the episode itself, P. for you. This was voted the best episode of Friends ever by Comedy Central viewers based purely on Ross's tan well I know I imagine everything
1: but I I kind of feel like it must be because no one's remembering this I I mean I didn't remember this episode as being when you see the one with Ross's tan you don't think oh my god that's the one with the great Amanda Bufamontese bit no you're quite right you're absolutely so it probably
0: is because you know Ross's name is above the door yeah, I know. No. When you Google this episode, there's a lot of articles that you know that have obviously picked up the story and gone best episode of Friends ever. And again, <laughs> that looks a bit dicey now, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, best, uh, voted the best uh, the best one by the Comedy Central viewers. So uh, I think that's a UK poll, by the way, not Comedy Central in America. Well, the UK has, has proven
1: itself many times to, to have quite a hard time with a public vote. So <laughs> that, that makes
0: sense. We're not really sort of particularly skilled at getting that sort of thing right, are we? Yet?
1: Democracy's overrated. <laughs> joke. This was the- that
0: is a joke. That is a joke. <laughs> this is the first of the public votes to go wrong. We should have spotted the signs. Yeah Uh, Three storylines then Rachel and Joey's first date Ross's Tan and Amanda Uh, Can we get Joey and Rachel out of the way? Get it out of the way Exactly what I was thinking The first thing I thought When the the opening scene started I just went Oh god it's a Joey and Rachel one
1: But But What is it about Joey and Rachel In this episode?
0: It's the beginning of the end For Joey and Rachel It is the end isn't it really? Yeah it's the final put to bed. And I tell you what, I know we're skipping to the end. They don't half just walk away from it quite easily, do they? <laughs> yeah, they just sort of knock it on the head, bam, done, don't they? Yeah, knock it on the
1: head, no tears, a bit of a like, eh, well, that's a bit, it's a bit annoying, and then off to bed. That's it. The first date with someone you live with must be quite uncomfortable. They sort of both get back home and then it's like they've got home from a night out, but then actually they try and sort of continue the date a bit.
0: Well, that's it, isn't it? There's no doubting about whether you're going to go home with the person. I know (laughs) Joey does make a a joke about that before they start dating earlier. But it's, I mean, the whole vibe of it feels just... There's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of think pieces on there about, oh, was Joey and Rachel actually the the right one? You know, did he treat her? Would he have treated her better than Ross? And he would have been jealous and weird. But ultimately, watching this back just reminds you that they have less than zero sexual chemistry. <laughs> And let's be honest. When it comes to treating
1: Rachel well, treating Rachel better than Ross did, the bar is pretty fucking low. Oh isn't yeah, it?
0: yeah, yeah. She should have gone for any of the other men she dated, yeah. including Paolo.
1: I do think what you get off the back of this is a really nice sort of solidified idea of quite how close Joey and Rachel are as friends, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think that's kind of like a, a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because you go, why do they bother sort of ruining it a bit, you know? Like, they're they're, they're clearly very good friends, and they have that nice moment, don't they, where Joey goes, maybe Monica and Chandler just weren't as good of friends as we are. And that's nice and fine and lovely, but it does make you just go, oh, God, it's just like they could have just had a nice... Male, female platonic friendship. Oh, I, I don't even think there's any friendships in in Friends that don't. Well, I was gonna say apart from Monica and Ross, but even that one that don't have at some point a hint of like a sexual undercurrent, you know. <laughs> Ross and Monica are full of uh, are full of that. Well, I mean that's that should be, that should be an absolute gimme that one, shouldn't it? But even they've snugged, jeez yeah. lads. But do you know what yeah, I mean? Even like, I was gonna say like I was gonna compare it to Phoebe and Joey, who I think is the nearest thing. In terms of, I guess, like Chandler and Rachel, no, but no, they've had the, the the flashback bit, and you know, everyone's had a free song with someone at some point. But that Phoebe Joey friendship, you feel, is like a very strong platonic, same footing friendship, you know. But even that there are multiple references across 10 seasons to, like, oh, maybe well, maybe one day Oh, yeah, maybe we will. And it's, like, it's half the same thing with this Rachel and Joey. Just leave it be, lads. Just let them have a nice time being friends and, like, him being a nice man that doesn't at some point want to have sex with her.
1: Yeah, that would have worked. I must say as well, though, that um, if you've been needing the bollocks, ice doesn't help. <laughs> I'm amazed he's upright, to be honest, and having yeah. a, an emotional conversation. I mean, as well, it takes him... A, a long time, right, to, react. to recover. Oh, to recover, yeah. Well, to react. Yes, you're right because it's such a, an intense, immediate pain. He he he's like physically incapable of walking. Yeah. A good time after, and while I'm not saying it doesn't hurt because it it absolutely, absolutely does.
0: Yeah. Um, it it sort of it's fleeting. Yeah it's the the intense pain that, that absolutely does you over is very immediate and quickly gone isn't it but then it aches and it's this it's really painful for a while but you can still walk around
1: yeah it's and just then,
0: horrible feeling
1: and ice is just absolutely not going to no, nothing other than time improves that
0: situation. Well, I'll tell you what, Pete, after the problematic parts of this episode, I'm glad we found a topic that me and you are very qualified to discuss. Yeah, let's talk about bollocks. <laughs> Being need in the bollocks, me and Pete. Uh, we, we we can absolutely stake our uh, credentials to the mass to talk about this topic, eh? Uh,
1: anybody listening outside of the UK is, I, I think bollocks is quite a UK specific term, right? Yes. Maybe Australian. Do they talk about bollocks? I think they
0: might do. Oh, yeah, you rarely slip into an accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against it. What um, what, what do Australians call bollocks? I don't know. I think they probably... Uh, bollocks sounds all right in an Australian accent, doesn't Go it? Nuts. That sounds right. Um, You're it. I'm going to Google
1: yeah. <laughs> what
0: do australians i'm gonna go for the uh, anatom- anatomical say, Oh no what you need to say is slang for testicles that's what you want australian <laughs> slang for testicles i'm gonna yes. do american slang for testicles because joey goes for you need It'll me in american my american will mis- be balls well right? you need me in my misters was another one you know that's so what australian joey says
1: australian slang for testicles <laughs> okay okay this is good i mean now we need an australian to sort of verify because this is based purely on the first result on google uh knackers oh yeah that sounds very aussie ghoulies yeah jewels okay the <laughs> the boys the boys pebs okay clangers Yep. Yeah. Uh, which has a very different meaning for fans of UK children's 70s TV. <laughs> You're going to send me the next one's
0: The Raccoons.
1: <laughs>
0: and finally, Cyril <laughs> Oh, <laughs> nuts, yeah. I just googled slang for testicles and some of them are astonishing. Uh, Narg Berries. That's ridiculous. Scrogs. Right. Meat Clackers. Meat clackers? Ever <laughs> heard anyone say
1: meat clackers? That's like something a butcher used in Victorian times. Nardle danglers. Okay, somebody's having you on it. <laughs> I don't know. The- Christ apples. Christ apples.
0: <sighs> meat truffles. That—that's quite luxurious. Uh, and Tom and Harry. Oh, because who's missing from there? Tom. Yeah. Good. see what they've done there that that works on two levels that's very good actually isn't it yeah that is very good well done okay Tom and Harry fine sold I'm actually quite into that now Uh, I'd say we spent uh, too much time talking about getting need in the balls let's rewind shall we to Joey's six part plan for seducing a woman
1: Yes, okay. Now,
0: we only really hear three of the six parts. And his six things... I do six things, which is a very funny and well-delivered line. But his six things seem to be just kissing and gently touching the woman he's kissing. Yes, that's true. doesn't feel to be a huge... it's not very unique, is it? No, you know, like in American Pie, when they're all, they're all talking about like the the way to pleasure woman, and there's a book and there's a secret, and they like they're all, we're going to learn something. It's very much not like that, is it? It's Joey just saying, I sort of kiss her, and then sort of like gently grace her thigh, and then yeah. presumably he just sort of gently touches her face and all that sort of stuff. You know, the bits we don't hear.
1: That's a very um, no homo opening scene,
0: isn't it? Oh yeah, well I thought that even in um season ten when they've definitely eased into being a bit more comfortable with that sort of thing. But when Joey... It's that classic friends thing, There, They get themselves into the situation by him touching Chandler's thigh, which you go, oh, yeah. that's nice and progressive that they can they can enjoy that together. But then they go football and beer. Yeah, they undo all their hard work. Yes, exactly. And that's the punchline, which is the, the, the sad thing. Like, it was fine before that. Just enjoy it, you know? By the way, Chandler is great in this episode, despite not being integral to any plot. Yeah, he sort of he basically floats around all three, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he's great in the monochrome Phoebe bit which we'll come on to. Yeah. And with Ross's tan, which we've kinda of touched on already, but we'll
0: come back to I'm sure. Um the photo bit at the end is also great. Yes, no, he does. He he has a good little he must have had fun filming this because he probably got to be in for a short amount of time every day and just work with everybody and have yeah. a few fun little scenes. Um, doing a few jokes and then going. It's like classic Peak Chandler, isn't it? Rachel slapping Joey's hand. Very funny, and then the third one she does is genuinely hilarious when she slaps his hand yeah. and then just sort of clobbers his head. <laughs> it's the comic timing of the sounds it makes as well. It's brilliant, isn't it? And the rhythm of it and the whole, yeah, like yeah, the beats of it are great. I mean, to be honest, no wonder it's a bit awkward, that whole thing, though, because as well as no sexual chemistry, there's just no vibe to them getting it. There's no music on, there's nothing like telly in the background. You know, like, they just sit, they get in, they have a kiss, and then they sit in silence and kiss on the sofa like it's does. there's nothing about that scene that you feel is sexual is there
1: no no you're right especially the sort of
0: plasticky sofa that that (laughs) that keeps squeaking under them well the rare use of the sofa in friends in that apartment as well apart from napping on and and then basically making out on or when you know ross and rachel have sex and have to have emma then that sofa its basically a sex sofa, isn't it? Yeah, Rachel loves making a move on that sofa. <laughs> right. She? Or not, in this case. Yeah, true. Uh, then Joey can't work her bra, has a meltdown, and then we get this whole sort of power through bit, you know, and we're going to power through, and Rachel's very like... She's been quite sort of almost militaristic and aggressive, isn't she? Kicks Joey in the balls. And um, and then they make the excellent decision to ask Chandler for relationship advice. Which I love
1: his, I'll continue to spread the joy. He, yeah. so he realises he's given them the answer they didn't
0: want to hear. Yeah, again, when he sort of pops back in and does that, I can tell from your expressions that's the positive answer you're looking for or whatever the line is. Um, and then, yeah, 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 I'll continue to spread the joy. Again, just a nice little pop in from Chandler. A little cameo. Out he goes again but there is a sort of nice moment where he it kind of affirms his and Monica's relationship and I think that's the one to compare it to isn't it because even that happens much earlier and there are many arguments that we've made that they become much worse when they're together at least at the time when it happened it was exciting and believable and they had chemistry you know yeah that makes sense and that's very much what's missing from here Um so there you go I think to sum up Good riddance to the Joey and Rachel episode Bollocks to Joey and Rachel <laughs> Tom and Harry to Joey and Rachel <laughs> Okay, shall we address the the rest of the Ross's Tan storyline then? The sort of non-problematic bits
1: Yeah, the non-problematic bit like Ross really loving Monica's legs
0: <laughs> The whole thing is just there's a slight undercurrent of weirdness Even when it's not overtly problematic, isn't there? She does have great legs, to be fair. She looks great in this, to be fair. And I'll tell you what, you know, give him his dues. When Shrimmer gets his top off, looks good to me. Yeah, in good shape. Very good shape, looking hot and healthy. (laughs) I love X-rated video florist. Really well-delivered lines as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so well done. I'd say, actually, pro- problems aside, Schwimmer's excellent in this episode, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. He's great. And this is another one, like, I think, you know, as Adrian said, like, the teeth whitening and the leather pants. This is one of those classic storylines where David Schwimmer just carries an entire plot line on his own. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't need much at all, does he?
1: I also love um, Guy working at the tanning place says that Ross is caught on quick with the sort of method of it. Yeah. And Ross says, well, I have a PhD, sir. And the worker immediately walks away. Like, it, like he turns in, in a second because he's that disinterested in Ross's PhD. And that's another
0: great moment as well. Yeah, it's really good. All like He has so many good lines, Ross. Mississipalously, and then all the sort of, I'm a four, I'm an eight, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, I mean, again, like we said, it's just a shame that the way they chose to portray the the bad tan was in the way they did it with the makeup, because, like you say, with a big old glowy orange sort of nightmare disaster tan, would, yeah. have, would have probably gotten away with it, you know? I will say, when it comes to the method of the tanning, right? Right. Why do you need to count before turning? Because you, don't you could count. just turn straight away. Turn immediately, don't you? I mean, I guess, is it that you don't want to sort of streak it as you turn around? Hmm, that feels like, that feels like gonads to me. <laughs> I feels like Tom and Harry's to you. Yeah. I tell you what, I'll tell you what though. Have you ever had a spray tan? Peen? Never in my life. I've never had a sunbed either. No, I've never done a sunbed, and rarely done a spray tan. You'd be surprised to know, as a as a gingerman, but I have <laughs> had one once when have I was, you? yeah, when I was in New Orleans. I feel like I talk about my trip to New Orleans quite a lot on this podcast, but it was decided by my friends wife that we were all going to get spray tans because we were going to go on a cruise and we're all pasty Englishmen. She's American from Florida, so she looks very, you know, sun-kissed. Okay. And what I would say about the process is, now a woman came round, she was very good, but it was a very precise process, right? In terms of the sort of application of it. Yeah, she came round, put a big tent up in the living room, and then it was like, it was basically a, sp- a small spray paint gun, you know? Yeah. Or a spray paint can. And because there's a lot of lines and there's a lot of, you don't want to just be, I just thought that for the, the way friends portrayed it, like it was just, a, oh, I'll give it a little mist so that'll, that'll cover you all. And also, and there's probably pictures of this somewhere that I'll never show to anybody, but what I was wearing when I got my spray tan, Pete. Paper pants. Tiny, tiny tiny paper pa- i mean yeah the paper pants might as well have not have been there you could see everything you know It yeah. was it was uh <laughs> <laughs> it was as you know that they were they were clinging and they were as small as possible to give maximum tanning area it makes sense why they would be small ross is wearing not just shorts but massive shorts yeah like even if that goes well his entire knee up the top of his leg to his waist is going to be completely untanned. Well pasty. Well pasty. Yeah. Um, also, you have to sit around for at least like an hour or two afterwards when you've had a spray tan without any clothes on, in case your your clothes streak it up. So I didn't understand the patting down. Yeah, the patting down seems like something that wouldn't happen as well. That definitely that didn't feels like ahead. it wouldn't help. No, exactly. If you're patting it down, you're just it feels like you're just going to get a handprint on your tan, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Um. On my first day of work experience at a radio station many, many years ago, um, and I had to take the then breakfast presenter to a tanning salon because they'd offered to give him a free spray tan. And then he was in the paper pants and I had to like, take photos of him. So, basically, on my first day of work experience, I was taking photos of, essentially, a man's bollocks.
0: <laughs> that feels like something you wouldn't get away with these days.
1: Yeah. Well, and then it wasn't... The, the, the content wasn't used anywhere. It was just he wanted a free spray tan. Oh, I see. So, it wasn't even for the radio.
0: Yeah. So, I took photos... Fo- I don't know why I had to... Stay- oh, this is all a bit dark now, isn't it? It is a bit dark, mate. Yeah. You, you, you were taken along by a man, basically, off the clock... To take photos of his genitals (laughs) on your first day of work experience as radio. Ah, the radio industry. (laughs) And doesn't even touch the sides of some of the problems in the radio industry, that feat, Yeah, true. (laughs) Um anyway, Ross goes to get it corrected, doesn't he? And then but he gets confused with a double nozzle system, which at least makes more sense in the grand scheme of things. But um and and again, his when he goes back to get it corrected, he looks much less drastically tanned than he was half an hour earlier.
1: And as well, well, how long does if how long does fake tan spray tan mm. take to fade away? Few days, right? A few days, yeah. So it kind of makes sense that he'd be sort of seeking refuge in his flat, right? And yeah, hiding from people.
0: Yeah, and then we kind of get this bit that Julia referred to right at the end with Chandler's very dated bit of camera, yes, technology. Yeah, it's proper disposable, isn't it? Well, no, I think it's like a proper like digital one, oh, is but it? just a really awful early 2000s digital camera. Nice. Um and uh, but yeah, again, Chandler pops up in that in that storyline again and apart from the aforementioned awful joke he makes earlier, um he he plays a, a good role in just mocking Ross uh uh during this this storyline, doesn't he? The the the, inf- the, infant, the the famous line is of course what's that place? The Sun.
1: Yeah, he's sort of on the periphery of the main plots in a way that Phoebe often is.
0: Yes, and it's quite nice to see, isn't it? They team Monica and Phoebe up in this one and, and leave Chandler just to his own devices. Talking of Monica and Phoebe, shall we talk about it in a moment? I think, Peter, we should. After these messages.
1: I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the page? <laughs> it's good to practice. <laughs> a podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that per sec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. <laughs> That's not my. <right>. Uh, just <laughs> can you not your... say "er" uh, in the advert? That... <laughs> Available on all your podcast
0: platforms. Just search "bitchin" or "great big owl." We'll see you there. That was all right. <laughs> Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. Okay, Monica, Phoebe, and Amanda. I mean, we talked about Christina Applegate last week or the week before. Great guest star. Jennifer Coolidge is brilliant, isn't she?
1: Yeah, I was really happy when I realised that it was the Amanda episode.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, As soon as they started teeing that up, I thought, yes, please, I'm here I for I feel this. like... I feel like I could have had a few Amanda appearances over the course of the 10 series of friends. Yes, yeah, it's such a strange thing to seed in 10 years into us knowing them. We've never heard uh, never heard her mentioned once, have we? Especially
1: when she's that good. I think yeah. they discovered her as a character, created her as a character a bit too late.
0: Definitely. And I think we could have had more scenes of her within the episode as well. Yeah. Even even if it was only for one episode. She's only really in two major scenes, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, let's let's go through this storyline chronologically, then. Stop mocking the word mobile, guys. Yes, that's true. That'd be my first point of view. We don't need that. Actually, Especially when you use yours so infrequently. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Again, we'll come on to it, but another landline technology-based storyline, yeah. isn't there, in a plot point in this. I did find some very helpful trivia, though, on IMDB for this episode. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. Just in case there's any confusion. A flat is the British term for an apartment, and mobile is the British term for a cell phone. <laughs> right, well, I, I personally knew that. Do you, do you want to write it down, just in case you forget? Yeah, I mean... Um... Any of our American listeners might want to write down these helpful, helpful hints. Yeah. I'm not going to mock anyone's attempt to do British accents, because my attempt to do American accents are always awful. But Jennifer Coolidge... Is amazing at doing a bad Brit like the perfect bad British accent, you know? I was gonna say, like part of the reason that she is so funny is
1: because of the the British accent that she goes for.
0: Yeah, which is almost believable, but absolutely not believable to a Brit, you know? Yeah. I bet she could fool a lot of non-Brits with that accent. But um but it's so it's brilliant. It's so good. And just the way she just, I mean, obviously the peak line of the whole epic Well, actually, there's two moments for me. The line is probably uh, I feel like the perfect arse. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can, did you notice that you can see the camera moving as that line's delivered because the cameraman is laughing so much? No, really? <laughs> it's only brief before it cuts away, but the camera jolts up and down. And apparently that's because the guy was laughing. <laughs>
1: I do also think that just every line that she has is so kind of like absurdly delivered yeah. that it's brilliant. Like everything she says is said in such a ridiculous way.
0: Yes. I mean, the um, the other very best moment for me is when Monica and Phoebe make up and go back into the apartment and she's dancing for Chandler. Like, yeah. The physicality of the dancing and the line, you know, can you believe I've never had any professional dance training?
1: Made all the better as well by Chandler being completely straight faced sort of politely humouring
0: her. Absolutely. He plays that so well but then there's like the really nice unexpected callback to that when he goes to see rachel and joey and says that that fake british woman's a real bitch but she sure can dance yeah like he was really (laughs) enjoying it all along yeah that's so good and then the rest of this storyline is um very ahead of its time they call it cutting out pete but what do we call it these days ghosting ghosting storyline isn't it yeah um so they decide to ghost amanda basically cut her out not reply to any of her messages or phone pick up with the phone calls and all that sort of stuff and then amanda reveals that phoebe i mean it's, uh, obviously amanda's awful but it's kind of a dick move to be the first thing you bring up when you haven't seen someone for 10 years i also think
1: and this is probably something we haven't said
0: too often on this podcast
1: there's a great monica moment mm. um like when when they come they come up with the idea of 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 Chandler being in a car accident right to yeah. sort of get them out of seeing it which by the way Chandler is just never, cars are seldom in Friends yeah. so very <laughs> low chance of that happening but um, I love Monica's nope when Phoebe asks whether Mike was involved too <laughs> yeah. It's really good It's
0: really good Although you would argue in uh, the old prism of reality That Phoebe would probably still go to the hospital If Chandra had been in a car crash <laughs> Yeah, Even yeah. though Mike wasn't in it It's still a very very close friend of hers <laughs> That has been in an accident But she stays at dinner with Amanda Well it doesn't actually does she? They immediately all go back to the apartment um, I do like the line where the phone rings And Monica says don't pick up and Phoebe goes, oh, yeah, it could be Rachel again, asking for someone to babysit. <laughs> yeah. I thought There's really nice moments of glimpses into, like, Phoebe's exasperation with her friends and their constant sort of neediness. Um, and then, yeah, so they don't pick up, but we get the, the, the classic landline plot point where Chandler's trying to make a call from the bedroom and dials it, but someone's already on the line. Who? Yeah, very, very dated. Very dated, but you know, then they cave, they go to dinner, we get that amazing Amanda scene, the you know, the perfect art oh, smell my neck is one of the funniest lines in the movie yeah. as well. Just apropos of nothing. Um and then yeah, the whole the whole ghosting thing, car accident, and then Monica is basically talked around by Phoebe by saying she's scrappy and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: like the way that she's talked because she really turns one of Monica's traits that a lot of people would sort of see as annoying as something that phoebe actually really admires she quite likes the fact that
0: monica's as she puts it scrappy and claws their way back in it's quite a sweet scene that isn't there yeah um and they make up and then we get amanda dancing and it's just one like that scene will forever make me laugh watching jennifer coolidge sort of tap her feet with her hands as she sort of leaps around that living room yeah it's great shall we quiz let's quiz From Amy on Instagram I had to change What is Amanda's surname Question As he, After you mentioned it On the Correspondence episode This week I'll beat you to well, it Well we are so, Why did we mention it Oh no it wasn't on Correspondence Was it It was on Joey Wasn't it uh, Yeah I think you're right I think it was on Joey Because uh, Jennifer Coolidge Does come back as Joey's agent In the spin-off Joey Which we're going through Episode by episode over on patreon.com forward slash friends pod. It's not as bad as it sounds. That's my... Way, uh, the podcast's good, isn't it? But the, the, the show's not great. But we're all watching it together. It's like a sort of... Sort of communal... No, the side The side yeah, did it. it. Yeah, was it? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, have you got the actual quiz up there? I,
1: I have. Question one. Uh, what is written on the Magna Doodle at Joey and Rachel's apartment? I actually know this. Weirdly, I noticed this as well. It says Emma, right? Yeah, it just says Emma, and then maybe a little smiley face or something. Question two: What is the name of the first tanning place that
0: Ross goes to? Oh, I've never clocked that in my life. <laughs> Me neither. Tan, tan, tanning is tanning involving tan. Tanaras, Tan France. Uh,
1: it is Mystic Tan. <laughs> Not for us, that is it. Uh, according to Amanda, what two major events happened in 1992?
0: She slept with Evil Knievel and Monica and Phoebe fell out.
1: Uh, correct. Question four What is the name of the employee who Ross <laughs> speaks to at the second tanning salon? He's really oh, rude to her. It's Amy, it. Amy, what are you doing? I think I know it. Go on. I think it's Glenda. Check it. It is Glenda. <laughs> oh, fair play to you. Yeah, because he says, he says her name. Doesn't I'm he? I'm going to stop you right there, Glenda, or something. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, what is Ross reading in the final scene? It's when he's sort of hiding his face behind. Is it the National Geographic magazine? I was going to say it's a magazine, isn't
0: it? I yeah. think National Geographic. Yeah, I think so.
1: It's correct. Oh,
0: absolutely thrilled with that. Um, we've not, done all right there. Not a bad performance. I think we got four out of five. Thank you as always, Amy. We're never going to get Mystic Tan, were we? Dave, would you like to know where we're going next week? I would like to know where we're going next week. Would you like me to ask you? Yeah. Hey, Pete. Yeah. What's next week's episode? Um. Well, I haven't actually
1: got it up yet. But, um, <laughs> one second. Next week. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, next week is the one in Barbados. Okay. Sure. That is... <laughs> Season 9 Episode 23
0: Okay So we're going back About three episodes See you next week <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's requested that? Alex You're not sure are you? You're scrambling You're scrambling on the spreadsheet there uh,
1: I am I think Well it, it, Part of their username Is Alex So I'm assuming Fine. that it's It's Alex
0: Okay uh, well look Let's save the mystery for next week We'll find out next week Pete Okay. We don't need to, you know, give it all away right now, do we?
1: No. Bye. Bye.